right, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What's the Word with Willette. Well, woo, we got into a serious conversation uh, in our last episode talking about being black in 2020. It was just supposed to be one part, but it was so rich with my sister Tamika, who was on the line again Tuesdays with Tamika. Uh, we had to we had to stop it because I, I don't believe in kind of going on and on in one episode. I, I do believe in trying to nip it at an hour um, just for a, a lot of different reasons. So today we're going to pick back up where we were from our part one. So with that, we were talking about a lot of things, um, just, of course, with George Floyd, you know, kind of talking about the federal law when it be talks to hate crimes and police brutality kind of going down uh, some of the list of the many unfortunate people who have died at the hands of police or hate so it leads me to the next question you know what is racial profiling really and why is this so prevalent among african-americans people of color you know brown black people however you want to put that why do you think that is so prevalent Mm, wow. Again, you're, you're coming with these amazing, amazing questions. Uh, and before I answer that, I, I really want to just take the time to thank you and honor you because, you know, some people would have tried to rush this conversation. Uh, but I just want to thank you because this this conversation is as I mentioned, um, it started at 1619. So for us to try to rush it and put everything and answer everything in the hour, we would be amiss. You know, we would mm-hmm. be totally wrong to Doing try to injustice. do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it would be total injustice. So thank you so much for uh, just preparing this space and, and, and creating this space for us to be able to have this rich dialogue. So um, the matter of racial profiling, um, you know, I, I just, uh, it's it, it's so difficult because it is it is you know there is there is no humane way to answer this mm-hmm, there is mm-hmm. no you know anyone and I, I'm not I'm not um, suggesting that uh, white officers or officers are not um, humane but are are they don't they lack empathy or anything but I mean the the truth of the matter is. The evidence, the facts speak for themselves, Indeed. you know, and so I would love to sing the song, Jesus loves all the little children, mm-hmm. all the children, you know, mm-hmm. and, and do a mm-hmm. kumbaya moment mm-hmm. and just say that this is, well, you know, I can say that this is definitely a factor of sin, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. because of sin creeping into our world, you know, these types of divisions happen. But I also just believe it's a, it's a matter of the superiority complex, you know, them feeling Black is, I mean, look at our world, right? And and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but everything black is negative. Mm. Everything, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we have um, the the uh, black uh, witch, black, you know, everything that wearing is wearing black is to a funeral. Yes, everything that's associated with black is negative. Everything that's associated with white is pure, is holy, is just, is is light, is beautiful. So I think when we have these social contracts, right, these social constructs, excuse me, mm-hmm. where we believe that things associated with the black are wrong, mm-hmm. that's why racial profiling happens, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. 
for whatever reason, there is a, um, I also think that it's a fear, Mm -hmm. you know, um, there's a saying that says false evidence appearing real. Those are the acronyms for fear, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. So white people for years have been trying to understand us. And we're a complex people. Mm -hmm. They can't understand this. They can't get us down to a science. So there's an actual fear. I just believe it. I believe that there's a fear, and especially for the black man, because what other race of people have on my podcast, uh, my sister, my co-host so eloquently said they attempted to bury us and all we did was grow. Mm -hmm. So when when you have a people that you continue to dehumanize and uh, decriminalize and and just um, uh, demonize and they still flourish, something has to be wrong. Mm -hmm. So they're Mm going to put those tags on us as unhuman and um, violent and passion. You know, when we talk, me and Eustace, we could be sitting here. If we were sitting out on the corner of the street, having a conversation, we could be talking about a Martin episode that we watched and we will be, ah, you know, our passion would be so high. Mm -hmm. They would assume that we were doing something wrong. Just because who we are as a people, the way that we articulate ourselves, the way we express ourselves, because we're so passionate. And for years we have been, yes, right? Mm -hmm. And for years we have been told to tone that down and to not be that. And because we, we refuse to assimilate in almost every black home, when kids are, kids are given the opportunity to ask you know, why not why in a disrespectful way, but we encourage, um, it's, it's just our way. We, yeah. Yes. We encourage dialogue. And so when a police officer pulls over a black or a brown child or a black child, um, or a black person, we don't what, huh? Mm-hmm. Cause that's our culture. Mm-hmm. And they automatically see that as threatening, but let's, let's get to the root. Why is the um, police even stopping them? Mm-hmm. As you said, why is there even, um, a, a term called racial profiling. Mm-hmm. And it, why is that even a thing? Absolutely. And I feel like it plays into some implicit biases as well because, um, you know, you mentioned something about, you know, this, the exuberance, the laughing, the joy that we have. And it's so interesting you said that because I too have been taught you're too loud. You know, you need to be quiet. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, but why though? Am I harming somebody? Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is who I am. Like, I have this joy in me and I don't like that trying to be suppressed, you know? Do yeah. I believe it's a time and a place for things? Absolutely. Um, but do, and I think it's a fine line between that and then trying to suppress who you are as a person or somebody trying to change who you are because they have a certain position of power and they use that to try to change you. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I believe there was a case out in California, if I'm not mistaken, at a winery where some women were having a good time laughing and cackling. And I think think they were asked, do you, do you know about that? They were asked to leave. Yeah. This story, we have, um, uh, wineries in California and Mm -hmm. there's, um, there's like a train that mm-hmm. takes you on different tours. It's um, in the Temecula area. Um, and so you get on a train and then you travel to, and these women were a part of a book club. So mm-hmm. they're a part of a, a book club. They paid, and these these um, tours are not cheap. They mm-hmm. paid a good amount of money to go on this tour. And they were literally just having a good time. And they were asked to leave the um the 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 train they were mm-hmm. you know told to get off they were being too loud they were uh, bothering other guests and it's like why why you know why does our blackness bother people so much 
and I think it's just culturally how you were brought up for whatever reason. I don't, I, and I, I don't like to make this broad statement, but you know, it just seems like we were just in some cases, maybe just brought up in different manners culturally. Um, mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I don't know if it's the hundred percent true, but I heard that they sued, they were successful and they actually yes. opened their own winery. So yes. um, that was, you know, again, you know, what got, what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn it for your good. So that's, Come a, on. Yeah. that's a prime example of that. Um, I do believe I, I looked it up. I don't um, it was a reputable source. I, I don't have it right here in front of me, but I have racial or ethnic profiling is the act of suspecting or targeting a person on the basis of assumed characteristics or behavior of a racial or ethnic group rather than on individual suspicion. So kind of playing to you, you know, what you said, for some reason, there are many implicit biases among African-Americans that are negative, you know, um, that have been allowed to be truth in many individuals' eyes. And these biases have allowed African-Americans to be under the constant radar, you know, of, you know, public scrutiny, you know, police brutality, um, you know, people see black, brown people and immediately get scared or annoyed for no reason, you know, other than being black, African-American, brown people, people of color, however you want to word that. In some cases, it's just generationally taught by parents passed down to their children. So that piece, I don't understand. Again, going back to, you know, what really stirred up this conversation strongly Um George Floyd, but again, on the heels of, you know, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, which I'm so glad they passed that bill. Yeah. You know, I, I was so sad that it, that I was sad that the fact that it took, it seemed like it was contentious in a fight to pass it, but at the end of the day, it was passed, um, you know, to not have the no-knock um, warrant, but this boy was, you know, Mr. Aubrey was jogging. He was a threat because he yeah. was jogging. So, you know, as you were talking, something dropped down in my spirit mm-hmm. and in the in the mental health field, we we use this term and it's it's kind of a broader term, but we definitely use it um, vastly in the mental health field and it's called projecting. So um, projecting is basically, you know, something that you have going on within you. If you see somebody else, you're going to project your feelings. And so you're going to mm-hmm. automatically assume mm-hmm. that that person does that. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. If we look at the history, I, I hate to go here, but mm-hmm. we can't we can't get to the root of things unless we go all the way yeah, back. Yeah. So yeah. if we look at the history, um, slavery, mm-hmm. um, slave masters were brutal. They raped, they beat, they assaulted. This was on a constant daily mm-hmm. every this was just part of the everyday life of mm-hmm. a slave, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um uh, black women being raped, uh their their men being separated, white women being um you know, we think Karen's just started because of camera, <laughs> you know, Karen's have been a part of American history forever, you know, mm-hmm. so um, just being uh, a- aggressive, uh, verbally insulting, verbally aggressive. Um, this is them. But you who know, wouldn't be if was, your husband is going with the with the help, you know, what with I mean? the help. Right. And so Tamika Myrie said it beautifully. Um, we learned this from you. Right. So. So they 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 are projected. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. And so they're projecting if I did this, if you know, if we did this, they're they're definitely going to do it. They're they're, I truly believe that deep down in the DNA, they believe that we're looking for revenge and we're we're not. We're Mm -hmm. looking for equality. Mm -hmm. We're not looking for revenge. So that is 
them projecting is why racial profiling exists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's deep. That's deep. Thank you for that. So that brings me to our little babies, right? Um, you know, what What do we tell them? What do we tell them? God forbid, if they encounter a, a, a police officer who's racist. You know, unfortunately, I, I tell you this, this media, you got to be careful with the social media because it can do something to your spirit if you're not strong in the yeah. word and in your prayer closet. I'm serious because it was a couple of times I, I the word says, ain't me angry, but sin not. And I, I was on that tip, okay? Because I'm just okay. like... What is going on here? Like seriously, yeah. and, and, where, and what I'm getting at is, I saw so I saw more than one, which is too many, um, articles about police officers who had KKK applications in their home. They were found my in their home, God. and it's just like, oh my God! Like it, it, it's just again, my parents didn't teach me hate, so I don't. Right. So this is kind of like some ignorance on my part because I don't understand it. Like I said, my father definitely taught me to be woke. I went to school in Mississippi. Um, so I get a lot of it. Do I get all of it? No, because I'm still learning, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but it, 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 you know, what, what do we tell them? 10, 12, younger, you know, I, I dare not send my child to the store for anything. Like if you need to go somewhere, I'm taking you. I'm going to tell right? you that right now, you know, mm-hmm. but I will say children don't always do what we tell them to do, what we ask them to do, what we pray for them to do. Um, they, they, you know, if they go to public school, private or whatever, you, you're not always going to, if you don't homeschool your kids, basically there is going to be a time and a place they will not be around you. Um, so then there, what do you tell your kids? You know, I found this list online and I wanted to kind of talk through a few things on it just to get your input. Like, what do you think? Now, this was not on the list. I'm just saying this, that yeah, you absolutely have to pray for your children daily. You have to pray for your children a different kind of way when they are children. Yeah. Of color. I'm, and I'm going to say that again. When it's, you have to pray for them a different kind of way that they don't even encounter this kind of hate, you know, mm. to even come their way. Yeah, because it's, it's I saw an article again yesterday. Kids were just I saw the video. They were just sitting at the bus stop. Cops stopped and said, y'all look suspicious for sitting, sir, for sitting at the bus stop. If He ended up letting them go. But I'm pro- if that hadn't been recorded, my God, that could have gone another way. Mm-hmm. The little girl pulled out her phone. She said, well, since we're doing this, I'm going to record. And, mm-hmm. you know, you could tell he started fumbling like, you know, it's almost like he had an agenda to do a certain thing. And then once that recording saw it just was constant retraction until he left the kids alone. You mm-hmm. know, so it's like, what do you know, what do you and I, and I believe, you know, nothing top prayer, you know, the blood covering yeah. our children. Um, but some of the things that I did see uh, that were listed were be polite and respectful when stopped by the police. Keep your mouth closed. I don't disagree mm-hmm. with that. Um, but. Oh, you know, it's kind of yes, like, sir, master. We still got to yes, sir, master. We yes, still got to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because because they got the gun, and, and yeah. your life can be over in two seconds. So, you know that it, it, that was one of the things it says. Remember that your goal is to get home safely. I agree. Um, if you feel like you you know your rights have been violated, you know you or your parents have the right to file a formal complaint. You know with your local police jurisdiction also agree with that as well but that does something to the kids mind when they have mm-hmm. been disrespected in a certain manner like you remember boys in the hood you ever seen yeah that? and trey and his friend i don't even know his friend's name but it was cuba Gooding's role got stopped mm-hmm. and the way that cop did them and he said i didn't do nothing and even his partner it's a black cop on a kid and the white partner was looking at him like 
bro, like, what are you doing? You know, but you yeah. could tell that anger was in him. And it's like, yeah. what if he decided to end him? Or what if there are cops out there like that who can just decide to end? It's, it's, mm, it's like, I hear you absolutely file the complaint, but I almost feel like sometimes some kids need counseling after this. Yeah. Because yeah. it messes with here, especially if you're a boy and how your manhood in some way has now been stripped from you. Mm-hmm. That's serious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, don't um, under any circumstances get into an argument with police. I believe that as well. I think sometimes they they will pick an argument, but again, it just takes me back to George Floyd. He all he said was, "He said I, I didn't do nothing. I can't breathe." Called for his mama. Like I, I remember very little about what he said as opposed to right. what I saw done. Um, mm-hmm. Always remember that anything you say can be used against you in court. That's Miranda. If they tell you, you have Miranda rights. Um, but you know, that don't mean nothing if you did, you know, Mm-mm. um, keep your hands in plain sight. I absolutely agree with that and make sure the police can see your hands at all times. Avoid physical t- contact with police, which is obvious. No sudden movements is important because I saw, I saw a preview. I didn't actually see the movie and actually it's, it's a recent movie. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but the, the guy went for his cell phone and boom, he was gone. Because they thought he was going mm-hmm. for the gun. Uh, same thing with Set It Off in that movie. The young man, where they told him to lay down. He was trying to get the liquor out, and they loaded on him. So mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with that. No sudden movements. And, you know, keep your hands out of your pockets. Don't run. Uh, even if you're afraid of the police, that's a tough one. I saw a video uh, maybe, uh, last, maybe last Friday of a young man. Uh, we may have talked about it, but he was he was scared. And I believe he was scared because you know how you can just tell people so, uh, you just feel like they're, you know, you running a game. You know what you're doing. This little boy, it, it, it seemed like he was about to, you know, use the bathroom on himself. His grandmother yeah. came out and started pointing, started holding her hand up for them to stop. She threw herself on him. That thing broke yeah. my heart when I saw that. And I said, if that woman dies after this. That is my not going to be any good. Nothing, nothing. Now, now he's going to have a felon, a, a felon, a felon charge on his record, a felony on his record. Yeah. You know, because he, he, he ran it. And at the end of the day, do I believe police can do better and really look at the situation and assess it differently? I do. I believe they I believe they choose not to. So, mm-hmm. you know, yes, this little boy is alive. Yes, he went to jail, but, but he's alive. But now you ruin his life because now he got a felony on his record. You know, yep. so can he even get that expunged? Now you've eliminated uh, like over 100 opportunities for this young man. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just systemic and, and systematic almost how they try to make it happen. Um, yeah. So um, uh, even if you believe that you're, you know, that you're not, you know, you're not wrong, uh, don't resist. And I, I don't disagree with that because, again, the goal is to get home. Um, you know, don't make any statements about the incident until you're able to meet with a lawyer um, or public defender. You know, I, I definitely agree with that. I actually had uh, I got prepaid legal <laughs> when I moved out here because I was like, you know, I might need that. I ended up letting it go. But, I'm, you know, I definitely, you know, tell people if you can't, you know, you don't really have like, you know, because a lot of these people, they have attorneys in their pockets, literally judges in yeah. their pockets that they can call and get them out in two seconds because they know somebody down at the courthouse. And it's that who, you know, kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. you know, before the regular lay folk who don't have that, you know, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely don't think the prepaid legal is a bad thing. And, and of course, stay calm and maintain control, which is hard to do when you feel like you're being disrespected for no reason. Um, watch yeah. your words, your body language and emotions and 
Um, this person has here and wants to add to record the stop and politely ask for a lawyer or a parent if you're underage. And I don't disagree with that either. So, you know, I thought it was some good information. Um, but I do have to say again, I didn't see George Floyd resist. I didn't see him do anything. And, and yet, you know, he's not with us anymore. So uh, the number one thing I said is to pray. You know, sis, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that, but, you know, I don't, I don't disagree yeah. with anything on the list, but I definitely think that there's just a different way you have to pray and just teach your children how to, you know, react when they deal with police, you know? Yeah. You know, I, this, I think this list was, um, was very well written and I agree with everything. Um, if I were to just add anything and, and it, it kind of went over it, but I would teach our kids how to articulate themselves, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes in the um, black or brown cultures, you know, we, we do, we shush our kids a lot, you know, and when, when they're trying to talk to us, sometimes we like, go on boy, stand in the child's place or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we have to learn how to have um, produ productive, uh, mature dialogue with our mm -hmm. children because mm -hmm. um, one, because they got to know that they're able to come talk to us, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. they got to know that they're able to tell us what's going on. Um, but then also how to interact with others when they're out in public and when they're out, um, you know, so we got to teach our kids, you know, it, it's so sad. There was a movie. Um, I think it was filmed in Oakland. Oh, um, the hate you give mm. and the, the brother, the, 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 um, the father, he was sitting at the table. His children were like four and like eight or something. They were little. And he was sitting at the table rehearsing, you know, one day I'm going to get pulled over. And they like literally would go through. How do you wow. react? Mm -hmm. Everybody put their hands on the thing. Everybody do this every, you know, so literally he had, he would have these like weekly where he would go over with his children, um, how to react when a police come now, you know, fast forward in that movie, the little girl, um, she's a teenager. And then her boyfriend pulls out a brush, a hairbrush and gets blown away mm. because of those sudden movements, mm -hmm. because we are always, um, thought to be violent, to be, you know, to be, you know, to always be uh, uh, about to react. And I believe that the police force is definitely more re uh, reactive than proactive. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly, um, and it said this, but don't say nothing. Mm -hmm. Don't say nothing mm -hmm. until um, you have somebody especially if you're underage, because we know what happened to the Central Park Five. Mm -hmm. We all seen that where those boys, they were children and they, it is so easy to manipulate the mind of a child. My like God. you said, what happens to their psyche, right? So when you tell them, just say this and I'll let you go. They're so scared. They're so, you know, I could call all my kids in here right now and tell them um, somebody broke something and, and until somebody admit to it, I'm going to whoop you, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then somebody going to eventually admit to it and it could be I broke it. Mm -hmm. But because mm -hmm. children are so impressionable and they are so easy to manipulate, mm -hmm. do, you got to teach your kids, don't say nothing. And this, as you were saying that, are reading off the list, it brought me back because I have older boys. I have a um, 21 year old and a 19 year old. And a few years back, you know, we had a Lander car, uh, Orlando. Um, we had uh, Mike Brown, right? We had three again, mm -hmm. three in a row. It was mm -hmm. like within a week. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, my boys were at the age where they had just started driving. I literally had them tape their driver's license and registration to the window. Mm. Or if you ever get pulled over, mm -hmm. it's right there because mm -hmm. that is how 
much fear I was for my children's my life God. because again we seen this over and oh we just seen black men not doing anything my son um my oldest son is like six two two hundred big athletic kid sweet as i don't know what ain't never gave me if i flinch at him he'll start crying mm -hmm. ain't never gave me a problem mm -hmm. in the world but he's a big black man so that he is he is considered a threat so i would have him i had him tape his license registration to the um to the window if you ever get pulled over, all you got to do is put your hands up and they can see it all right there. And that's a shame. Yeah. You know, it's a shame that we have to tell our kids um, when, when you get in certain neighborhoods, turn your your music down. I live in a predominantly white neighborhood. These kids come flying up and down the street uh, playing their music. Don't nobody have to tell them mm -hmm. to acclimate. Mm -hmm. Nobody has to say, because I live in a college town. Nobody tells these kids to acclimate. Mm -hmm. They don't have th those conversations. But yet when I, when my kids leave the house, turn down the music. Don't mm -hmm. do this. Don't, 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 don't. Why? Because massa gonna get us. Mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. It's the same narrative that we've been having for 400 plus years, but we have to have it until there's a changing of the guard. Mm, that's a strong statement. That's and I and I don't disagree with it because I feel like if anything, um, you know, just in the last two and a half, most maybe three, you just the hate has just grown and grown and grown and given people who underneath had these low key feelings just comfortable, comfortable, yeah, flat out, just yeah. expressing them now, you know. And, yeah. Um, well, you know, you know, if the head is corrupt, but hey, I'm not gonna go there. Listen, listen. <laughs> where the first rally is gonna be? On what day it's yeah. gonna be on? Just, just hateful, just pure hate. I mean, it spews from this man's veins. It, it, every word that comes out of his mouth is hateful. And if your head, um, there's a saying that I often say in my coaching practice, our mind is the soil by which everything grows. Mm -hmm. So if the head is corrupt, everything that follows it, the body is going to be septic. America is a septic. It's septic. And the poison is just seeping out of it. Mm -hmm. Which is why that reminds me of the verse you know, to stay connected to God, connect to his branch, you know, because yes. that's, that's life and power right there. You know, that's to live in water. So, you know, I just I just want to give hope to people because I don't want this to be like a gloom and doom episode. You know, I do believe with God, all things are possible. If you Absolutely. ask in his name, mm -hmm, he Absolutely. can do it. Um, and I talked about, you know, faith on the in the last episode. So. Do I believe there are evil times, evil people? Do I think there's a vendetta against uh, African-American people? Yes. But do I believe God has all power? Yes, I do. And I do believe all he power. can protect us. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll continue to do so. And that's that's really all I can say and do at this time. Um, yeah. and, and to say continue to pray. Because I've gotten to the point. I'm like, I even was talking to my mom. I'm like, Mom, why? I'm like, why? And I know she don't have the answer. You know? Yeah. And she's telling me what yeah. I already know. So, so uh so move, so getting to the the next question um as a culture you know in a nation seeing the disgusting events that we have you know seen play out on camera um the heartbreaking instances that we have seen you know how can we turn these things into you know a positive and and I know you know I believe that we can you know take what we've seen and turn it into something good but 
how do we do that? Because I, I know I spoke last time on voting, going to forums, going to town hall meetings, really being involved, being an advocate. But, you know, what about some of the organizations? Because I would say support some of these organizations that are out here. Yes, definitely. So there is um, a grassroots. Um, yes. There's a, a you mm-hmm. know, the grassroots organization. Mm-hmm. I, I, anytime he sends anything, I, of mm-hmm. course, I, I look it over, but sign those petitions. Mm-hmm. It's important. Signing petitions. Yes, it's so important. We don't think, we don't realize how much our signature is worth, mean. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, go to peaceful protests, you mm-hmm. know, let your voice be known because there's power in numbers. Mm-hmm. Do you see? I mean, uh, I just got chills. I just felt the spirit of God Amen. because. You could literally see our world shifting. Oh, you could yes, see, you know, yes, from these yes, protests, yes. you can see them taking down. I mean, NASCAR just banned Confederate flags, and which is crazy to me that they even could still have that. But you know, the um, all the Confederate um, the statues, statues are coming that down. are being turned down. The Brianna's law that was just passed. Um, there's an Amy Cooper law that was just passed. What so is the it? Amy, yes, the Amy Cooper bill is. Yes. Um, you know, so if, if you call the police and it's it's um, racially motivated, you get some time. Oh, so listen, my there goodness. Are, there are some great things that are happening. So first and foremost, stay informed, stay informed yes. about these things and don't just, you know, uh, we, we have to use use our platforms, use social media, use the, the news and all these other outlets for mm-hmm. positivity, for um, information. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And, and just know, know the truth, you know, follow uh, the Tamika Mallory's of the world, the, mm-hmm. um, you know, all these people that are do us, you know, mm-hmm. that are out mm-hmm. here speaking. And, um, you know, we need to continue. One of my taglines is lift as we climb. Mm. So as we get this information, as we're climbing higher, as we're elevating, I did a huge, you know, and I wish I would have turned it into a video and I may do it later, but on my um, story, I talked about systematic racism Mm -hmm. and this concept of like black on black crime and all when we see these things, we shouldn't just go in and like it. No, share that information, Mm -hmm. not because you trying to get somebody to blow up or go viral or anything like that, but because knowledge is power. It really is. um, But when we apply it, that's when you know so it's not just simply having the knowledge now you got to apply it Mm -hmm. so once you know i I have been urged by the holy spirit to speak to you know use my platforms use my voice and um to share it with other people you know so as you see these people doing this stuff don't be afraid you know um of criticism because you won't get criticism not everybody is going you know hear and receive your message mm-hmm. but that's okay mm-hmm. those that matter dr sue says those that matter won't mind and those that mind don't matter mm-hmm. <laughs> i love it i love it yeah 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 um so i'm gonna now there, there was a there are a plethora of organizations out there a lot of organizations out there um who are helping with this movement that we're in right now um of course you know black lives matter that's huge a global organization whose mission is to eradicate white supremacy and build local power to intervene in violence, you know, inflicted on black communities um, by the state um, and vigilantes, you know, which we we definitely have seen that um, campaign zero an online platform and organization that utilizes research based policy solutions to end police brutality in America. So that's pretty important. The bail project, a nonprofit organization designed to combat mass incarceration by disrupting the money 
um, bail system. And there are many, many, many more, you know, Um, if you have any questions or want to know more about them again, Google can be your best friend. It can be your worst enemy too. that computer. You got to be careful with that. But you know, the information is out there, but should you, you know, want a list that I do have, it's not an exhausted list, um, but you definitely can email. What's the word with will at gmail.com. I will absolutely shoot that over to you. Um, so bring this to our next question. If we didn't have social media, you know, would we be as woke as we are now? You know, would people be aware of the many injustices that are happening today? Because I believe it's kind of like, you know, I see it, but don't say something. So just be quiet. But it's like in your face. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. we know these things have been going on for so long, as I mentioned earlier. You know, we know it's been happening. You know, but now it's being taped. Will things mm-hmm. change? You know, will things change? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to say yes, because we've seen I've seen massive changes, massive changes from this. Um, Like black Twitters, they'll come for you. Black, white, green, they yellow, brown. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> they are brutal. And I'm just going to just a little just a little twinge I saw today with Starbucks while, you know, do what you do. But, you know, when a person, my Angelou, when a person that shows you who they are, believe them the first time. The first come time. Come on. Come on. That company I mean, showed I you who they are. We have, um, we, we boycott and Chick-fil-A out mm-hmm. here because they, they, on their backs, they say blue lives matter or something like that on their uniforms. Mm-hmm. This is what they have. It, and I'm like, come on, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, no, you it, know, I know. That's this, disappointing. It's so disappointing, you know, and Starbucks, you know, they can't get no more of my black dollars until they support the movement. Um, you know, and so I, I do believe there is so much power in, in social media. There's power in yes. social media, there's power in numbers, in and there's numbers. powers in that money because we be in those lines getting those lattes and everything else. You we know? be in those lines. And when we think about what, like the protesting and all that stuff, I was looking at something, you know, I'm a California native. Mm-hmm. So I remember very vividly when Rodney King happened and what that did to our communities out here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't have, there was no structure. There was no, it was just, we was just tearing up stuff because it was mm-hmm. um, displaced anger, right? We didn't know what mm-hmm. else to do. So it was just so much violence and so much. Um, but now we are being organized. We are being systematic. So we find out such and such, or we find out about the Amy Coopers and these Karens and these people. You post that online, these folks is being uh, fired. These or you know, because we know the the biggest thing that came from the civil rights movement is the uh, Montgomery the boycotts mm-hmm. right when we boycott the buses yes they walked up to Selma yes they did all that they they protested they but it wasn't until people started to fill uh, their pockets mm-hmm. yeah once mm-hmm. you, once we get in those white dollars and then pockets that's when change starts to occur um, these these um, we had worldwide or or nationwide curfews and then we have some educated black folks that posted on twitter and said um that's unconstitutional Mm -hmm. you can't put you can't put curfews on people oh okay y'all still want to put these curfews okay we gonna contact our lawyers Mm -hmm. good things lifted without you didn't hear nothing about no curfew Mm -hmm. you know they just lifted just like that and oh we're just you know we recognize that the the protesters knowledge is power knowledge knowledge is is power. power 
so not only using social media, but making sure and, and, and don't just repost stuff because it looks good or it feels good. Make sure that you're doing your due diligence. Mm-hmm. You know, that you're resurfacing information that's true, that's mm-hmm. reputable. That's what I really appreciate about you, Willette, because you do your due diligence. You know, you Thank do you. the research. This is not just, um, oh, I've seen this off of Sally Mae's page. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. no, you know. Make sure that the information, Sean King, he's another one that Amazing. is a fighter. Yes, he's mm-hmm. a fighter for the movement. Mm-hmm. And follow, you know, follow anything that he posts, I'm like, okay, I know this is legit. This brother got a Morehouse education. Mm-hmm. He's out here for, you know, really, really pushing him, uh, pushing the movement and not, you know, just trying to uh, not just blow about up, it, but being about it. Yes, yes. So, you know, social without social media, without these little, um, I don't think Steve Jobs realized what he was doing. Oh, that's the other thing that um, I was going to share. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm team iPhone. I know we got probably got some Android listeners, but uh, iPhone has a uh, feature on their phones. You can you can tell Siri, Siri, I'm being pulled over by the police. Mm. She will begin to record. <laughs> your, your, your phone will begin to record. Your phone will also... Send the recording to the last person that you were in contact with. Like, and it, it, it's like That's 10 huge. things that it does. That's huge. Yep, it's huge. <laughs> it's 10 things that it does. Um, I can't remember them all, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh my gosh. So I think it also uploads, like it just uploads it. It sends wow. it to your cloud. Wow. Your cloud. So, um, so That's there is amazing. no excuse. Yes, mm-hmm. they're going to have to stop this pr- police brutality because although it's still going to happen, unfortunately, there was an African-American man right here in Palmdale, which is about 45 minutes away from where I live, mm-hmm. that was hung in a tree today. What? Talk about a modern day ma- today. Today, this man was hung oh in a tree. Oh, my God. It's, it's continuing. And I haven't even had the oh my God. Uh, emotional strength. My to God. really look into it but there's so many protests and riots going on out there in that city oh, so no. we have to pray that god continues to cover um but it, it's just my god the, there's so much power in these cell phones but here's here's the other thing and lord give me wisdom on how to say this god forbid i, I i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna also um make a a declaration Mm. god forbid i'm being um, pulled over by the police and they begin to abuse me please do more than record me Mm -hmm. please do more Mm -hmm. first of all and second of all i'm declaring out of my mouth today on this al gore's internet that Mm. if i see anybody and Mm. i've been doing it i have been become a vigilante Mm -hmm. when i see the police pull somebody over i go right and i Mm -hmm. I wait Mm -hmm. i pull out my cell phone and when Mm -hmm. i and i'm saying I'm going to do more mm-hmm. than just record. If mm-hmm. I see, if I hear, I can't hear another black man scream. I can't breathe. My I can't, God. I don't think I'll be able to live with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going I'm to push somebody, throw a shoe, mm-hmm. ram my car. I don't know what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. but I, I have to act because it's just enough blood has been spread in the street. So do more than post it on social media, you know, call the police yourself and say, you see something like, just do more. We have to be willing to take action. And that's what I was going to say. Call the cops. Do something. You know, and I, I get it. When you're in the moment, you scared, you know, because they got uh-huh. the guns, you know. But for them to be screaming at him, like, you can't hear him. He's saying he can't. Pre- that man that they had, I don't know if that was his best friend or one of his, you know, main buddies that was with him. He was on ESPN either that night or the next night. He 
he goes he gonna need some somebody to talk to because he was smiling and crying because he it's almost like he was in disbelief at what had happened when they're telling him he can't why he's saying he can't and the, the girl that the video that went viral yes. the girl she was 17 that mm. baby was 17 mm. the rest of her life yeah that forever change forever change and i just as you said, you know, um, on my podcast, we often talk about mental health and where hashtag therapy works, you know, mm -hmm. um, I, I think as a culture, because mm -hmm. of everything that we've seen, everything that we've witnessed, we have trauma, you mm -hmm. know, in our DNA, we're holding so much, um, uh, a lot second, in. yes, it's a second um, degree trauma because we're just, we're receiving it and, and we're feeling it, mm -hmm. we're feeling it, you know, mm -hmm. so I think that we all need to sit down, whether it be through your pastor or you actually go down to a mental health agency or we, we go back to the way we used to do and do circles and just kind of process all of this because it's heavy. Mm -hmm. And if we just sit with it, you're right. You know, like you said earlier, um, that anger will flare up and somebody will look at you the wrong way. And then that displaced anger, mm -hmm. you'll go pop off on somebody. Mm -hmm. and they go left. Just, mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they were just trying to grab the bread or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. So although social media is an amazing platform, I would also encourage everyone to be careful about how much you consume, consume. again with iPhone. And I don't know other um, phones that have this. You can um, limit the amount of time your phone has. Mm -hmm. So I put a three hour a day limit mm -hmm. on my phone mm -hmm. because I just I just don't need to be consuming that much because mm -hmm. I know I'll sit there and then I, I'll start getting you know, I'll have every range of emotion that that's I can right. feel and, and, and that's okay. It's okay to feel, it's okay to be human, but it's also, sometimes we got to unplug mm -hmm. and we got to take care of Cause then you got to go be with your husband and your children and you, you wound up from what you, you know, right. from, from what you're seeing <laughs> online and what you've done. And even if you're not married and don't have children, you don't need to any, any too much of one thing is a problem period. So it doesn't care yeah. what it is. Anytime it's too much of one thing. I don't think it's, it's not healthy. I think it needs to be a balance and everything. And don't get me wrong. Me and my life in balance is kind of like he -he right now, but you know prioritizing prioritizing Absolutely. so i definitely mm -hmm. think that so with that um we're kind of coming in uh towards the end with some of these questions but i did just want to kind of touch on some terms um that i feel some people you know really should know to quote unquote be woke there was um this exhausted almost like dictionary that i saw online um racial equality org backslash glossary check it out um a lot of terms on there again i had and and i'm i'm ashamed to, ashamed to say this but i really didn't i had i knew it had a name but i didn't know what the name was mm -hmm. but that's why i'm kind of on the microaggression macroaggression i already talked about implicit biases earlier but and next week um we'll talk about the you know some just micro and macroaggressions um in different places workplace even in church um you mm -hmm. know community and how that looks but microaggressions the everyday verbal nonverbal, and environmental slights snubs and insults whether intentional or unintentional which communicate hostile derogatory or negative messages to target persons based solely upon their marginalized group or membership you know and that that's huge because we we do that i saw um a video of a young lady that was uh, she was at a YMCA getting her daughter, her daughter's special needs, and they would meet their um, teacher there 
her her um special education teacher there to you know get her lessons and she said this white woman would come up to her and say do you live around here why, why, yes. They don't, they don't have a why in your own area. You saw that video, right? Right. No, I didn't see that video, but, but I you know wanted, about it. Yes, I wanted to break it down, like you know, because all that that you shared was beautiful. But for folks that I wanted to just put it in simple terms, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, that microaggression and the, that um, racist language. Let's mm-hmm. just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Is you saying stuff like you people mm-hmm. and you guys mm-hmm. and um. You know, there was a, a group of a black kid, black men um, working out in the gym. Let me see, by, you know, by yes, another I resident. Rem- yes, let I, me see I your, saw that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like, like that Who type of stuff. you even come up that, to me? <laughs> exactly, right? Um, right here in California, maybe about two, three years ago, and, and this video went viral. Um, there were some black kids at like the end of the year at a swimming pool, just swimming. Mm, I and saw that. They mm-hmm. called the police and slung the girl all on the ground. Mm. You know, so so these things of like, um, or even even smaller things like, um, uh, can I touch your hair? No, sis, no, mm-hmm. you can't touch my hair. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, little kids saying things like, uh, can I touch your skin? Or, you know, there was a, um amazing, one of my very favorite, favorite, favorite movies is The Color Purple. Mm. And there's a scene in that movie where um, the white lady, I can't think of her name right off bat. And she says, um, you want to come work for me? Mm-hmm. Racist. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and, and because it's it's like always, making us seem like we're less than, you know, let me see your ID. Let me, you know, all, all these types of things that are just, they're, they're biased, you know? So you think I, I saw a video today and it's not just us, it's people of color. I seen a video today of a little Asian girl working out outside. Cause you know, gyms are still closed and mm-hmm, such. Mm-hmm. And she was like running the stairs. Um, why don't you do this? Go back, go back to your own country. Like, Says you brought mm. us here. Mm. Like I wish I would stop saying that. Mm. You know, mm. um, but like these types of things in, in very simple form are what you know. And sometimes because we've heard them so long, mm-hmm. we don't even realize that they're racist. We don't even realize that it's implicit bias. We don't even realize that it's microaggression. My daughter, my fourteen-year-old daughter, um, her she they go to an amazing school and mm-hmm. she had to um, do an exit interview and part of the exit interview was like a um, like a, a job interview mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. she researched uh, professional hairstyles and unprofessional hairstyles. When I tell you all the unprofessional hairstyles was of black folks, mm-hmm. every last mm-hmm. one of them, mm-hmm. every last. And, mm-hmm. and she, my kids are like pro black. They wear their natural hair. They love it. And she was like. I mean, it it floored her. She mm-hmm. like came in my room like in tears oh almost, God. you know. And I was like, "That's bias. That's implicit bias. Mm-hmm. That's microaggression. Mm-hmm. That right there." And I know we're gonna get more into that on Monday, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of set that foundation because mm-hmm. we think it's people calling you the N word. No, flat out macro, and that's what I was gonna say. Macro, right. <laughs> macro aggressions are large scale or overt aggressions toward those of a certain race, cultural, gender, etc. You know, you know, in contrast with microaggressions, that's just you just flat out with it, <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> so, you know, and I've seen some of that as well, but you know, just really knowing what racism is, oppression, like I say, people of color, that dictionary has a lot of rich context, and I definitely found it to be very. And, you know informational so you know if you get a chance uh listeners definitely check it out um 
and then my next question is is actually I felt for I had to kind of keep it what I felt real kind of like you know what does this conversation look like for a family with biracial children or interracial marriage um yeah yeah because my husband he is white and we have had those uncomfortable conversations and you know some things have happened on tv and I'm looking at him to see what (laughs) how he's gonna react or what he's gonna say um you know even talking about conversations have you ever said this have you ever felt that you know we had these deep conversations before we got married you know I asked him how his family felt about you know because that that would have been a problem you know yeah Um, and and thank god it's been all good they love our children they love us it's been a a good experience I'm thankful for that but you know do we always kind of agree no sometimes we have to meet in the middle you know and agree Uh okay well this is wrong right you may not agree with this part here or I may not agree with this part here but we can say collectively yes that this was a wrong thing yes and so far yes that's how it's been and all I can say to that is one if you're already married it is what it is you have to work through it you know sometimes it may take some counseling um but you know you have to work through those cultural things you know because it, it could be as simple down to what he liked to eat and what i like to eat and trying to meet somewhere yeah. in the middle you know what i mean <laughs> trying to make sure yeah. we all can eat good over here but definitely those things especially in a time like now you got to have those conversations you just do they're uncomfortable but you yeah. have to have them and see where that person is because if they're not on that same page of pace of what's right and what is right the obvious you don't sit on somebody's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds and think that's okay plain and simple that's just that yeah i mean you know i have to be that complicated i I think you know in all relationships not just interracial marriages Mm -hmm. these conversations are a must-have but Mm -hmm. especially in interracial marriages you know and i i'm not um my husband is black but Mm -hmm. i have lots of and it's funny that you post this question because one, it, or it's kind of ironic because Friday, June 12th is Love Day. Mm. And this was actually the day that um, in uh, 16, or I'm sorry, 1956, I may have my dates wrong, mm-hmm. so don't quote me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an interracial couple that fought to mm. be married. Yes, it is. It it's is. the Virginia yes. couple. Yes. yes. So today, is like their day. So mm-hmm. this day has been uh, has been named mm-hmm. Love Day and it was an African American woman and a white man because before that it was against the law. It was law. illegal. It, it was, was illegal. The, it was mm-hmm. legal, right? Mm-hmm. So they came in and they arrested them and they went to court and insist, you know, kind of in true fashion as as women black women do, she fought the case and mm-hmm. she, you know, pursued it and then so today the law was eradicated on this day, wow. and which made it legal for them to get married. So um, I think that that's beautiful that it this is. question happened to fall on this. You know, that's a one of those God things. Amen. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is. It is. And I will I will also say this, too. You, you must be on this. Like I said, if you're dating, you got to have those uncomfortable conversations. If you're already married, you have to have those conversations. If you have children, it's it's the no Brady you have to it's imperative because you and I both know the world sees these children as black there's no if and but we and my husband and I we went back and forth about he said they're biracial I said you and I know that you and I know that but But when they walk out them doors do you hear what I'm, I'm telling you I went to a meeting for my daughter on her paper what did they have black I said she's I said she's Caucasian too I said she's 50 50 I said I need y'all to change that and yeah. No, it only lets us put one of them. 
It's always the it. other one. It's always the other. Yeah. I work for the school yeah. system. There's an other button. Right. <laughs> right. And, you know, I also encourage families that are, um, you know, because because I believe if you have, I have lots of uh, siblings and they are, you know, so lots of sister-in-laws and that, you know, are not black women and um, their children. I've told them, you know, from the beginning, like your children are going to be seen as black. So mm-hmm. make sure, you know, however, um, culturally, you know, what is your child? Like, what do you know? Are they more Hispanic or are they mm-hmm. more black? Because that all matters, um, especially like you were saying in the in the school system, when they're marking those boxes, that stuff matters don't let them fool you it it, it says it comes down to dollar and cents and then it also comes down if your child has any type of learning disabilities or any needs any type of testing um it matters it matters what you mark on those boxes there are some um tests that are illegal to test on just on black kids which we need because they're racist and we need to get rid of them but then also there's some um, resources that black kids just won't get. Mm -hmm. They just won't get. So Mm -hmm. make sure that you are advocating, advocating, advocating Mm -hmm. for your children. And understand, you know, I will say this too, even when it comes to some of these standardized tests, I believe you need to check them out. Correct. Check off the correct boxes as well, because you could be cutting yourself out of some scholarships too. So you need to, if you're a fifth of this and a third of that child, check everything. You know, listen. <laughs> listen, you hear me? Because that schooling is not cheap, at the, and I'm definitely not promoting like college is the only way to go. I absolutely, absolutely, you know, believe there's some career and technical um, education op- options that you can just go straight out of high school and just pff, flourish. You know, yeah. um, but it's a path for everybody, right? And I don't want no uh, any path to be negated for any kid. Um, yeah, because you simply, and, and you know, like you're saying, just don't box yourself in. There you Allow go. you Didn't give yourself as many That's opportunities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, sis, we're kind of at the end here. I, I had one other thought or question. And, I, and again, I was like, well, that, you, you're not being real to yourself if you don't ask. But I really don't even know how to say it. Because, um, you know, George Floyd, he passed. He, his his daughter, like she was African-American. But it looked like his fiance was Caucasian. And there was even uh-huh. tension in that. It, it's That's such yeah. a rich piece right there just to unpack because I was seeing all kind of comments like, oh, there he is. He got that, you know, why he got a white girl, that kind you know. And then it was the, you know, people who felt like they, the family was like dismissing this girl because I didn't see her at any of the services. I'm not saying she wasn't there, but I didn't see her. And I'm like, sis, if you weren't married, that... That's how family can do, you know, if there's yeah. no will uh-huh. or anything out there, they can take him and do absolutely what they want to do. But I wonder, did her initial statements have anything to do with why things may have kind of transpired the way it did? Because first thing out of her mouth was, you know, we need to forgive this guy um, for what he and And I wonder, is that just that piece, that lack of awareness? Because mm-hmm. she, you know, mm-hmm. may, you know, is Caucasian. I absolutely am not making an assumption, but I'm just wondering, like, is that just a lack of awareness there? Because it's like, say, what's this? I'm not saying that we yeah. are taught yeah. to hate, you know, as Christians, you know, we're not, we're not. Um, but did I do it? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. so I don't know. I, um, I think that's a big conversation that, that I feel like either can go way left or way right. Like it's just, I haven't seen it quite mastered in the middle and it might be a lot of documentaries out there on it. I just don't know about it, but just, you know, this is kind of maybe going in a different direction, but just, you know, black men, you know, going with white women and then, uh, you know, talking about, 
unity, black pride and these different things. But yet you, you know, have, you know, and I'm just wondering, what does that conversation look like? Or, you know, why is that? Again, I feel like that's getting away from George Floyd and just what happened. But I definitely felt kind of like, huh, I wonder why, you know, she wasn't at anything. And I was just like, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely didn't see her. And I did, um, because I was unaware initially that she was a a white lady until Mm -hmm. I, I looked up, you know, um, a video that she had posted. Mm. And I think there's a couple of reasons why the family probably has kind of silenced her Mm -hmm. because one, it just be besides her being white, she doesn't seem very well-spoken or um, Mm -hmm. I want to say educated, but Mm -hmm. she just didn't, she didn't, she didn't, uh, do nothing for me. You know, I wasn't Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I wasn't impressed. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like maybe they knew like her being at the table was going to be more detrimental for the cause, you Mm -hmm. know, and for what we were really um, trying to do. I I will minimize it in some way. Exactly. I I definitely believe it would minimize it. And I, um, I can say um, his, his daughter's mother was an African-American woman. Mm -hmm. So that lets me know he wasn't one of these brothers that, Oh, I only date Mm -hmm. white. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I only, you know, because then we will be having a very different conversation. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, you know, I, I think, Whew. And like you said, this can this can go that can left, be a whole nother you know? episode. I, I, that can be a whole nother episode. That could be a whole really nother can. episode. And I think that that would be I think that's a good dialogue to have and maybe even inviting a panel of, of mm-hmm. African-American men mm-hmm. that 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 have dated outside their race, you know, because for centuries we have been told we're too loud, we're too aggressive, we're too this, we're too that, you know, so. Um, fortunately and unfortunately, because I hate it that, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit lighter. I, I have a longer hair and, mm-hmm. you know, so I've always been accepted by mm-hmm. brothers, mm-hmm. you know, but my two sisters that are darker skin, um, coarser hair, mm-hmm. they get the comments. Oh, she's cute for a black girl, you know? So, so, and I know we gonna talk about this on the colorism listen, episode. So listen, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna open <laughs> you up that episode. You dipping in, sis. You dipping Because I almost said that earlier, and I was like, "No, I'm gonna wait for the colorism episode." Because somebody told that to me, I repeated it, and my mother said, "Don't ever say that again." She said, "She said you're a beautiful." She said she's called me a princess. Now she calls me a queen. She said you're beautiful. Yeah. And I'm so thank. That's just a whole nother conversation because I do believe that it takes your family like to build you up because this world will tell you down quick like and yeah and i have to say this like i am not with my husband because he's white i date i dated black men all that's all i I dated i I might have dated i I think i dated one um hispanic and two caucasian men when i'm being my husband so that wasn't my story either you know but uh that's who i loved and that that that's who you know i definitely know god had for me I threw a couple of fleeces out there and I said, "Uh oh, I said, let me find out. Okay. So (laughs) it was one of them things I knew that was my husband, you know, but it definitely wasn't on no, oh, brothers ain't treating me right. Mm -mm. It wasn't that I, you know, I've had some, some, some good relationships with black men. Like I said, that's just, that's who my husband is. So I thought that I just wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit. I thought that was an interesting piece. And I do believe um, she was, for lack of better words, silenced because after that first interview, when they came to her and she said that, I said, oh, that's not going to go well, you know, because yeah. we can't minimize because she what doesn't they do. understand. She doesn't understand what it what it she is won't. to be black in America. Mm-hmm. I don't care how, because like I said, looking at her, you could tell that she's kind of rough. So she probably had, you know, mm-hmm. she probably grew up in the hood and mm-hmm. she probably, but she still 
has that privilege. privilege. He still has it. You mm-hmm. know, no matter. I mean, just think about it. The overseers in the slave days, they were. Oh, man, I, I read a statistic today about slavery mm-hmm. and it like blew my mind that mm-hmm. uh, there was only about 25 percent of white people that owned slaves. Mm-hmm. The rest of them were overseers. Mm-hmm. They were the people that were kind of working the farms alongside the black folks, but they still have more privilege. Mm-hmm. They still have more privilege. So they didn't live in the plantation. They didn't live in the back houses. They did. You know, they had their own little shack somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with her even though she probably, you know, cause she seemed like she kind of cultured and she, she probably grew up mm-hmm. in the neighborhood and mm-hmm. this and that, but she still, her skin gives her, her skin and her gender mm-hmm. give her a pass. They mm-hmm. just, they just do. And, and we have to call it what it is. You know, I'm so tired of us sugarcoating mm-hmm. these, these topics and we got to, um, the Bible says it, but also my girl, Ayana Van Zandt, she says, call a thing a thing. We got to call a thing a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah. So on that note, sis, we we're, we're going we're right at that hour mark going into the hour and one minute. So I'm thankful we were able to get the rest of this content in and it has been a blessing having you on. I'm thankful for, you know, the bond that we're even starting to build as we, you know, do this podcast thing together separately. Um, Tuesdays with Tamika. Again, tell people how they can find you on social media. Yes. So if you go to Tuesday with Tamika on Instagram, you could find us there. We just hit uh, episode 14. Um, And then you could follow me personally at Tamika underscore Thomas underscore. And you'll be able to find me on Instagram, IG or Instagram, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, Twitter, all that good stuff. (laughs) All right. All right. And again, you guys know what's the word with a lot. We're on IG. Um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter. Um, I'm Willat WT on Facebook, WC Travis, Travis on Instagram. That's my personal page um, and on Twitter as well. I have Judas Calling. I'm still trying to work on that, pushing that up. But that's just really my ministry piece. You definitely can check it out, JudasCalling.com. Um, if you ever call into the show, you can do 540-316-0445. Um, you know, and, and maybe I'll do one day where we're doing a live taping and you all can try to call in right then and there when we're doing the taping um, to just be a part of the movement, what we're trying to do. Again, we're just trying to uplift, inspire, educate. So with that, you all, we will see you all next week. Um, I believe we're going to have Desiree Attaway for our next two episodes for the part of this series, Being Black in 2020. All right, you guys stay blessed.